So anyway, this morning, guys, welcome to Family Church and all the crazy that goes with it. So as always, we like to start our day, well, our message with prayer, and we have Naomi Curvin. We, I like to call her Nomi's. And she's actually going to pray for us this morning. Go ahead. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. We thank you that we're able to come to church to worship you today. I pray we would have a special blessing from you through Family Church. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. Thanks, Naomi. Okay, so we will start with me asking you a bit of a, um, a weird question. How many of you have ever been on an elevator? Yeah, you've been on an elevator. How many of you, been, you know, felt the awkwardness of an elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know the one where you, you step up to the door and the door opens and you have about five or six strange eyes just staring at you and you walk on and you do the socially acceptable thing and you turn toward the door and you watch them count down. No one says anything. No one makes eye contact. We all awkwardly ride to the floor that we're destined to arrive on. Have you ever felt that? Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever felt that in life? Where sometimes we feel like we're surrounded by people that are awkwardly and silently going through life. And do you ever crave a little bit more connection a little bit more relationship? Are you feeling maybe alone? Maybe at school you're sitting by yourself for lunch. Maybe at work you're not part of the inside joke. See, God has created us for way more than just existing. He's created us for relationship, and he's created us for connection and love. So I'll tell you, that there was a time in my life, I know it was about 13 years ago, I said 12 years ago, my husband corrected me, it's 13 years ago. So 13 years ago, we decided, my husband decided that he was going to go back to school. So I had three little girls. We packed our junk, we moved to Ontario, we put it into storage, we lived in a little place where there were seven couches and very little else. And there we lived. We knew no one. We had left all of our support system mostly behind in New Brunswick. And when we got there, there was this eerie, awkward silence that happened in our life where we would call people that usually would answer their phone or call us back, and they wouldn't. Um, We couldn't find a place to live. And all of these weird things happened, like door slamming after door slamming after door slamming. And then, to boot it all, after we've moved ourselves to Ontario, feeling really this is where God had had us to go, is Jeff said, this is not the place we're supposed to be, five weeks into school. Pardon? So here I am with my three girls, feeling that awkward silence of no support, not much connection, not many of my my peeps around me, right? And I remember that feeling of, what am I going to do? And I called somebody, 
an older couple that we had connected with, and thankfully, God allowed them to answer the phone. And I specifically remember the spot, I remember the conversation, I remember everything about that, because at that moment, it was my lifeline. And they gave me love and support in my awkward silence. And those words of affirmation came to me loud and clear and broke through. And we talk about in scripture, there is scripture is full of exhortations of love and compassion and carrying one another's burdens like Randy and Marion did for me that day. If we look at 1 Peter 3, 8, it says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. We look at Galatians 2, 6, 2, carry each other's burdens. And in 2 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We have in Romans 12, 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. And Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10, two people, how many people are better than? Because they can reap more benefit from their labor. For if they fall, one will help his companion up like Randy and Marion did for me that day. But pity the person who falls down and has no one to help him up. So there's verse after verse after verse in the Bible talking about relationship and love and compassion and building one another up. Are you feeling alone sometimes? Because connection, friendship, love, and relationship is a need that has been deeply rooted in you that God has put in you. I mean, even at the beginning, Genesis chapter one, where we talk about Adam and Eve, and he said, Adam, it is not good for man to be alone, so he actually gave him a companion, Eve. There's another story, David. David, do you guys know the, the story of David? David and who? David and Goliath, the Old Testament story. But we don't always look at the next part, where he had a friend. Does anybody know who his friend was? Jonathan was his friend. So we often retell the story of David, shepherd boy, bound to be king. The king and he killed, who did he kill? And how did he kill him with? A slingshot. And how many stones did he pick up? He picked up five stones. So we talk about that in 1 Samuel. 1750, where it reads, David prevailed over the Philistine with just the sling and the stone. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. David didn't even have a sword in his hand because David, the shepherd boy, called by God, led by God, used by God, took down the enemy. But if you continue on just a few more verses... There's this really cool thing that happens, a significant moment in David's life. Because we know David, right, had a lot of stuff going on. And he was bound for great things. And what happened in his life that changed 
And 1 Samuel 18, 1 to 4 says, When David had finished talking with Saul, the king, Jonathan, the king's son, and David became bound together in close friendship. Jonathan loved David as much as he did his own life. Saul retained David on that day and did not allow him to return to his father's house. Now get this. Jonathan that day made a covenant with David, for he loved him as much as he did his own life. Jonathan took off his robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with the rest of his gear, including his sword, his bow, and even his belt. So this is significant. When he took off his tunic, this was like representative of his position. He was royalty, and he gave it to the shepherd boy. He took off his bow and his sword. That was his power. That was life in battle. And he gave it to David. He unwaveringly became loyal to David, even to the point where he would even betray his father by warning David of his treachery. Lifelong relationship, lifelong connection. I really believe that God brought Jonathan to David's life. Who has he brought to your life? There's different perspectives, different backgrounds. So do you have a Jonathan investing in your life? Are you taking on the role of Jonathan and investing in someone else? If you looked around your circle of friends right now, if you stopped and think of the people that you surround yourself, would they be healthy relationships? Would they be people who build you up and point you toward Christ? Or are they people that are tearing you down and pulling you away from God? Maybe you need to reevaluate that circle. Maybe you need to widen that circle to include those that maybe make you better. If you reflected now on what has made the biggest impact in your life, if you really thought right now on what has made a big impact in your life, been influential, would you look back and go, oh yeah, there was a really good movie I watched? Or would you say, it's my fabulous job? Though some of you are going, mm mm. <laughs> maybe it was the sunny vacation you had last month. No, I'm actually thinking that many, if you reflected, it would be relationships that have helped you through the dark days and shaped you for who you are today. Maybe it was family who has loved you, teachers who have inspired you, a spouse who has chosen you, friends who have supported you. Maybe it's been a coach that has pushed you. Who has been influential in your life? Because relationships aren't just important, they're essential. Our relationship with God, our relationship with people, God's love in us to the world. See, we should be intentional in creating a circle of friends that increase our perspective increase our strength, and build balance in our lives. I'm not saying that they shouldn't tear you down, lead you astray, and they shouldn't throw you off balance. Relationships should and do 
increase our perspective. I think back to David and, Gol- and David and Goliath, that too. But David and Jonathan, because David was a shepherd boy, he was friends with the son of a king. He was friends with royalty. Can you imagine the perspectives that came from that in the friendship? Increase our strength. Relationships help to build us up. They strengthen and support the love that God has given to us. And they support the leading and the direction that God has in our lives. And they build balance in our lives and help us to steady us when our world is rocky, dark, awkward, silent. I think of a quote that I recently read from um, Lisa, I can't say her name right, Turkhurst, Turkhurst. And this line said, if the enemy can isolate us, he can influence us. So if the enemy can isolate you, he can influence you. When you are alone, when you are left alone, I believe you are at your weakest. The enemy knows that when you are alone, he knows that when you've isolated yourself from other people, that you are weak. And it is these times that we need healthy relationships in our life. So my question to you is how can you widen your circle? Widen the circle of influence, widen the circle of friends in your life. How can you intentionally infuse healthy relationships into your family dynamic, into your personal life, into the lives of your children? How do we intentionally invest in widening our circle of influence in our lives? People that can help us to be better. People that help to sharpen our, sharpen our choices by a different perspective. And people that can mentor our children. People that have different backgrounds from us, from shepherd to royalty, than us to help us to see beyond our own walls. People that draw us and our families closer to God, not push us away. One obvious way, as we all know, is here at Moncton Wesleyan, we do small groups. And it's been a fabulous way, an amazing way for many of us to get connected with relationships and a circle of friends. But another way that you can widen your circle is for your family, by intentionally choosing people to be part of your life. For us as a family, we intentionally placed peers, adults, older adults, young adults, seniors, wonderful seniors, all ages and all backgrounds, we intentionally chose to be part of our family's life. And there was one in particular person that spoke to my middle daughter, who at the time was 15, Lexi. Um, a young woman, Melissa Painter, actually. She was Campbell. Melissa Painter. Melissa Painter was a young adult, older than my 15-year-old daughter, and she took the time to take my daughter out for coffee. Took the time to do Bible studies with a bunch of kids. But what she did and how she widened her circle to influence the lives of the kids. Who Lexi is today, she is better because Melissa poured into her. 
So how can you, how can you do that for somebody? How can you pour into someone's life? When we widen our circle, we have the blessing of those pouring into our lives. And in turn, we can pour into the lives of others, like Melissa did for my Lex. So how do you do this? How do you widen your circle enough to find those to invest in your life? First off, first off, don't take relationships lightly. Be intentional. Don't think, ah, I need some friends, it's no big deal. And you find friends, be intentional in who you choose. I'd rather be alone than be with someone who's dragging me down. Don't take your choice of relationships lightly because it takes courage, it takes effort to widen your circle. And it doesn't just happen. So don't get discouraged. I know I've talked to some people where they're discouraged, where they don't have friends, they've broken away from another circle of friends, and they're looking for a different circle of friends. You know, sometimes it takes time, and God sees you, and God hears you, and he has a plan for you. And sometimes we get discouraged, and this world can be cold and hard. And it's relationships that can help us through and make that difference. And maybe like David, you may find them in unexpected places. But those relationships, they don't just happen. They require effort. We have to do more than just reach out to others. We have to share our lives with others as well. So it's not enough to admit we need each other and say, oh, a few friends would be lovely. We must commit ourselves to getting beneath the surface, become intentional and accountable to widen our circle. Authenticity occurs when the masks come off, our conversations get deep, hearts and lives are shared. Because like it says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, that how many is better than one? Two is better than one. So how are you investing in your relationships? Are you too busy? Are you too shy? Are you thinking that maybe you're not even worth the investment? We can all, all of us can find our own circle of people that can invest in us and we can invest in them. Investing in healthy relationships and widening our circle is actually investing in your walk with God. Let me say it again. Investing in healthy relationships and widening your circle is actually investing in your walk with God. Kids, I need, I need some kids. I need some, don't run. If you think you could help me, raise your hand. I need about four or five kids. One, two, over here. Yes, three, four, come over here. Come on up here, I need, I need one more. Who else? Yes, come on, buddy. You come on up and help me. Lucas or Logan? Lucas. Lucas, come on, buddy. Come on up. Okay. So we have Noel and Gracie and Caitlin and Alex, and we have Lucas. So I'm going to ask you, Mr. Noel, can you go over there by yourself? I figured you're good for it. 
Are you okay with that? Can you go over there by yourself? Come over here. I'll, I'll lead the way. Over here. You're over here by yourself in the awkward silence. And over here. Okay, because kids, maybe you lost me. I want to like bring you back here. Okay. So you guys, these are your friends. These are your peeps. Get in a circle. Can you guys get in a circle? Yes. That was easier than I anticipated. So these are your peeps. Look, there's like younger and older and guy and girls. And you guys, these are your peeps. You can tell each other secrets. You can you sit at lunch with them. Um, if something's going wrong or some bully comes along, they've got your back. These are your peeps, right? This is your circle, not of life. Circle of friends, right? This is your circle of friends. Okay, then we go over here. So this is Mr. Noel. I'd, well, I'd ask you how you're feeling over here, but he's not looking very sad and lonely. He's looking quite content where he is. <laughs> so you're supposed to work with me. You, you're supposed to feel sad and lonely over here by yourself, right? Thank you, much better. So, if you, so listen to this. If you had to sit and eat lunch by yourself every day, how would you feel? Yeah. You, would, you would not feel very good, right? Yeah. Right? And if you didn't have any friends at school, how would you feel? Sad. You would feel sad, right? And over here you have, you look over here, and you see people, some kids, and they're like laughing and joking and having fun, and they're eating lunch together and enjoying themselves, and you're looking and going, you know what? I would really like to have some good friends, right? So. There's two things we can do here, guys. You could go over and say, can I join you? Because they look like some good, solid people that would have your back, right? Or you guys, this is, this is the part that happens sometimes, is we all get into our tight little circles. Group hug, yeah, sure, group hug. We, we're in our tight little circles, and we see our friends. And you know what, adults, you do this too. We're in our tight little circles, and all we see are our friends. We actually don't look over at someone over there who might be lonely and needing a friend and needing a group, good group of friends, some good peeps to take care of them. So, Lucas, you're going to run over there, get his hand, and bring him over here. Come on. And so your circle has to get a little bit bigger. There we go. Okay, yep, sounds good. Your, your circle had to get a little bit bigger. Don't fall off the stage. Oh, so sorry, Pastor Jolly. I just lost your son or daughter. So you had to widen your circle. Was it easy to widen your circle and make this circle of friends a little bit bigger to let one person in? With hugs, yes. With not everybody's cool on the hugs, but well, okay, let's all give one group hug and then you guys can go have a seat. Okay, sounds good. You guys can. That was awkward. Thanks, guys. Thanks for putting up for my antics at times. So I ask you the question 
Is it time to maybe reevaluate your circle of friends? Maybe it's time to widen your circle and let somebody else in. Yes, sometimes relationships hurt. Sometimes they are only for a season, but relationships can be a beautiful thing. We will always have the foundational love and support of Christ in our lives, but there is a blessing that comes from relationships here on earth. And it takes time, it takes courage, it takes effort to maintain. But most of all, it takes intentionality. So you will see on your way out, you know me, I always like to give a little something. It's, yes, I know men, it's a washer on a keychain. But to me, it is a wide circle. You got me? So if you would like, on your way out, there is actually a keychain with a circle on it for you. I want you to use this as a reminder to you what God has planned for you if you are alone. I want you to use it as a reminder to be intentional in the relationships that you place into your circle and those that support you. And I want you to remember, maybe, for those of you who think that their circle is okay, and that you have enough people to support and love you, that I would challenge you to prayerfully consider looking outside of your circle and ask God to show you someone who maybe you could invite into the fold, that you could widen your circle for. I'd love to pray for you right now before we go. But as you may know, we have a prayer team that comes down here and prays for you. And this is another way that Moncton Wesleyan can support and encourage you. So if today you have something on your heart, something related today or completely different, the prayer team is down here to pray for you. So we're gonna pray and then we're gonna dismiss you. So dear God, we thank you so much for relationships and we thank you for connections and love. And we thank you that you've placed so many in our lives, but maybe there are those of us that are lonely. And God, today I would pray that you would give them hope for a future where you will bring people into their life, life of healthy relationships as they widen their circle, people that can love and support them and draw them closer to you. We thank you for all of these people here today and the young and the old and how we were able to come together today to worship you because it is a beautiful thing. God, we love you for who you are and who you are in our lives. In your name, amen. So I leave you with the charge that I never hear because I'm always over there, but you guys will have to help me. How does it go? God's love in us to the world because... Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs>